to an all new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desi in pain, Robinson. Oh, Jesus Christ. With my co host, Christian, the Damon Lama writer, mentor, Christian. What's up, everybody? Oh, man, we're here on our new review. Well, continuing our review with the DC Animated Universe. In no relations to Kind of Funny's in review movie verse, just in case anyone would be like, Are you copying off Kind of Funny? No, we're not. <laughs> we had an idea. This was the idea I wanted to do with Nerds Against the World. That fell through. And now, here we are. On this episode, we're reviewing Justice League versus Teen Titans. This is their first. This is the Titans' first introdu- introduction into any form of live action. Not live action, animated movie. Uh, minus Teen Titans, um, Cartoon Network's Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, I think, two animated features, but that was directed. That was um, technically Dr- Cartoon Network and directed DVD. Okay. Um, but this one features the New Fifty Two version of the Titans. And you know the 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 switch it up. We're gonna do the trivia first. The trivia. This is like I said, the first appearance in of the team of the Teen Titans in DC um in the DC animation universe. This film is loosely based on New Teen Titans: Terror of Trigon, which is written by Mark uh, Marv Wolfman. As opposed to the mo- uh, most iterations of the team. Starfire is the leader of this version of the Titans. It is said that with the success of this film could increase the chances of the Titans appearing in more DC animated universe films or even live action form, which has happened. We have Titans on DC Universe and there is a sequel to this one um, later on after Justice League Dark um, Titans, the Teen Titans, um, Judas Contract. And then not to mention um, Teen Titans Go, Teen Titans Go at the movies, and Teen Titans Go versus the Teen Titans. So, technically, this movie was a success. <laughs> the best kind of success, a technical one. Uh-huh. Um, at one point in the film, Beast Boy transformed into a creature similar in appearance to a, spe- to a, to a species of creatures known as the Genomorphs. The creature design is similar to their designs... Um, as they appear in Young Justice, which features another incarnation of the Teen Titans, but is unrelated to this movie. So mo- <laughs> basically, most of the characters, how they look here, minus Starfire, because um, she has not appeared in Young Justice yet, nor Cy- um, Cyborg has, but he looks way different there than here. Here in the DC uh, movie ver- animated movie verse, he's um, imbued with the Mother Box, in Young Justice, he is formed with the Father Box. Oh, okay, so di- uh, two different sources of his power on that one. Mm-hmm. And he's what I don't like what they did to him. He's more hot-headed in Young Justice. Um. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not really a hothead though. Like. Yeah. Hmm. I stopped watching Young Justice as soon as I saw that. I was like, you turn him into the black version of Superboy. Uh. Anyway, this, um, it was a spinoff um, announced 
um, at San Diego Comic-Con in 2017, which titled, like we mentioned before, Teen Titans Juice Contract, which came out in 2017. So this was worked on simultaneously with um, the, what we're currently viewing right now and Justice League Dark. So they was making this Justice League Dark and Judas Contract all at the same time. So it was regardless if it, this was a success, we was going to get Judas Contract eventually anyway. Mm, okay. Um, while Damien goes to redeem his prize at the carnival, uh, which we'll, we'll get to in the plot, um, one of the prizes hanging on the wall is a mask resembling Bruce Timm, a longtime producer of DC Comics animated projects, including the original Teen Titans in 2003. <laughs> this is John Berthal's third character in a major comic book graphic novel franchise after playing Shane on The Walking Dead and his role as Frank Castle in The Punisher and, and in Daredevil and the sequential spinoff series for um, The Punisher. Oh, cool. So he... Wait, I'm trying to remember. Wait, which character is he in? I'm trying to place his voice in this. Trigon. Oh. He's Trigon. Cool. Cool. Um, something we I always did not see. put that one together, honestly. He shows you he's that damn good. Um, this is the seventh installment in the DC animated movie verse. Now there is two trivia's. But their spoilers. We'll get to that at the end of our plot. Uh-huh. The casting list for this: Rizalia Dawson, uh, return as the voice of Wonder Woman. Christopher Gorham returns the voice the Flash Barry Allen. Shamar Moore returns the voice Cyborg. Making his first appearance in the DC animated movie verse, Jerry O'Connell is now voicing Superman Clark. Wait, no, 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 no. Let's pull that back. Second appearance. I was going to say. Thrones of Atlantis was his first appearance. Yes, Jerry but O'Connell, returning for a great-ass performance. Jerry O'Connell as Superman Clark Kent, making his technically sixth appearance. Jason Omar as Batman Bruce Wayne. Stuart Allen as Robin Damian Wayne. Jake T. Austin as Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes. Uh, I was going to say Teresa, but that's her sister, her older sister from the Conjuring films. Um, from, oh shit, American Horror Story um, and The Nun, Tasia Farmiga as Raven. Her sister is Teresa Farmiga. Um, who she's in the all the Conjuring films with um, Ocean Master himself, Patrick Wilson. Oh, okay. That's her older sister, which is like, like what? Yeah, I uh, wow, that's cool. And guess how old she is? How old is she? Your age. That really? Mm-hmm. That 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 depresses me. <laughs> well, she, she has a she has an older sister in the business. True, true. And technically, she was a teen in America, the first American Horror Story. So she she had her she had her opportunities early. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean Mayer returns as the voice of Nightwing. Brandon So Who as Beast Boy Gar Lo- Garfield Logan. Um, he was and if you 
if the name sounds familiar to you for Brandon, he was in, I have it right here. He was in Ender's Game, Jadja Rosa Rise of Cobra as a young Storm Shadow. Oh. And he was in Tropic Thunder as that little kid who was fucking up Ben Stiller. Oh my god, that's him? Yep, that is your beast boy. Huh. What do you know? And he's an actual martial artist. Okay, cool. And, uh, oh wow, apparently he's also my age. <laughs> <laughs> you looked that one up, I didn't. Returning um, as Starfire, now we can legit say former Harley Quinn voice actress, Kari Walgren returns as Starfire um, Coriander and she voiced um, a teenage girl in this. Laura Bailey hmm. she's in everything. Yeah. And currently as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. She plays Angela Chin and she plays a child. Like we mentioned at the start of the episode John Bernthal mm -hmm. is Trigon. There we go. Steve Bloom as Toy Master and returning as Lex Luthor. And making technically his return to the DC universe. Um you know you know him as Kratos. It's, oh shoot. But T C Carson is the voice of Rachel Ghoul in this iteration. So he takes over for Gina Carlo Esposito. Very nice. I mean if you're going to get anyone to replace Gina Carlo Esposito, you get T.C. Carson because he, like, now, for him, I remember him as Kyle Barker from Living Single. Mm. I did not realize he was Kratos until, like, I was graduating high school. Well, I mean, he it's a great, like, voice acting job there. Like, I'm not surprised. I know, he, he has a baritone voice, but... He can also hit a falsetto, like he can. He's an actual jazz singer as well. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm assuming he has like a good, good command over his voice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he really does. So it's like, well, holy shit, TC, U.S. Kratos, and, and technically you did pass the torch to um, Tilk, and I forgot the homie's name from <laughs> Starcade SG One, who took <laughs> over Christopher Judge. There we go. <laughs> I almost forgot his name. I, I <laughs> legit the only time I remember actors' name from I remember what show or car, or uh, or what they did. We saw before they, but technically T C Carson passed the torch to Christopher Judge, mm -hmm. um, who's now the new voice of Kratos. And he said he did. Christopher Judge did say he um has big shoes to fill, and you filled them shoes very well because I've seen the game. Holy shit, it looks magnificent. <laughs> and voice acted very well. But um, yeah, that is the casting list. Now, side tangent. I mean, cause it's not a it's not our podcast. We don't give a tangent. My brother is like, he he. We got so good at knowing, noticing voice actors. He's like, is that Laura Bailey? When Angela um, Chen comes up, I was like, yeah, that's um Laura Bailey. She's in fucking everything. I was like, no, not really. Yeah, she's in Critical Role. You'll see her a lot now. Oh yeah, but I was like voice acting wise. I'm like in the last few years she wasn't in a lot. I was like, she 
fuck you mean? Does that mean most of the reason I know her is critical role at this point? Well, she did say, I just I saw her do an interview on Kind of Funny, um, talking about her, Travis Willingham. At the time, they was not together. And Troy Baker, they was all in Texas. That's mm-hmm. where Funimation was, was housed at. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So if you listen to a lot of anime at the time, yeah. so which would be early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, and throughout the 2000s, she's like, yes, majority of those animes is them three, or a very, like, it, she said, it could be in one anime, it has all three of them on it, or it's her and Travis, or her and Troy, or it's yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, hell, I found out all three of the actors from Ed, Nanny, and Eddie plays different characters in Inuyasha. They do? Mm-hmm. The hell? Yeah, the the actor who plays Rolf was the first actor to be Goku. Wait, that's the same dude? Yeah, it's before um, um, Sean Shamel came in, took over as the voice of Goku. You dare mock the son of a shepherd? Um, yeah, so, yeah, shocking, ain't it? Yeah, I, wow. Hell, even Steve Bloom is a, don't, we just mentioned Steve Bloom. He's also frequent. Some Funimation projects. Remember, he used to voice voice Piccolo as well. Hmm. At one time, and then yeah. we got um Chris um Chris Sabat now taking over that role. Hell, Chris Sabat was Piccolo um, was Vegeta before he became Piccolo. Yeah. So there you go. Your side changes that still that stayed on voice actors. Um, like like I said, now technically. If we count it right, some articles say this is the eighth. I'm saying it's the seventh. Fight me on this if you want. (laughs) (laughs) This, um, now, technically, this is the eighth Justice League animated film, but this is the second Teen Titans film. If Mm. if that makes sense. But this is the seventh feature in the DC animated movie verse. Uh, it's getting muddy. It's starting to get muddy. So what that means is Justice League had over eight movies by this point, and they okay. features. Um, even if they're not, some of them are interconnected, which we are in the interconnected animated movie verse. And then you have the ones previously that are not connected to this. Oh, uh, okay. The, um, to, this is the second Teen Titans film next to the Teen Titans um, in Tokyo film. So this will make this the second one. Mm-hmm. And this will make it the seventh feature um, feature length film in the animated movie verse. So then, why do some people say um, that this is the eighth? I don't know. If we can interview people, if we was like, if we was at a convention right now, we can interview people right on the spot. That would be really cool. <sighs> now, this film had its world premiere at WonderCon on March 26, twenty sixteen. I was not at attend- in attendance or at this that year's Comic Con, WonderCon. My no. last Comic Con appearance was 2015. 2015. Well, oh yeah, that's man, that's like uh, either the year before or the year after I went. Yep, and remember, um, Batman vs Robin also premiered at WonderCon, where I was in attendance at. Right, right. That's the one you were there for. Yeah. 
Um, then about a week, um, three days later, it was um, released for digital download that March 29th of 2016. Then two, close to two weeks later, um, week and a half to two weeks later for home video on April 12th. Um, it was directed by Sam Liu and the screenplay and it was written, written and screenplay by Brian Q. Miller. If you don't know who he is, he is the co-creator of Smallville. Oh, and, fancy. Yep. And he also co, um, co-written Batgirl for DC. Brian Q. Miller works on a lot of shit for DC Comics right now, currently right now. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it sounds like. But um, for here, this is, um, he's mainly, I know people mainly know him for Smallville. And Alan Burnett, who actually worked with um, Bruce Tim on Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, the previous um, <laughs> uh, Justice League animated films, and then this one. Um, and also, here is an also a bit of trivia that I forgot um, to include. Not the two spoilerific ones, but th- this one. Okay. It's called What Could Have Been. Damien and Raven were originally going to have a brother-sister relationship, but Sam Liu pushed them to be a couple because their tragic backstory being with, being them being children with huge legacies, responsibilities, expectations, trying to break away from their obsessive destinies is rather similar, and he felt they would be the only people that would un- really understand each other. Mm, okay, so they're gonna they're gonna shy away from some of the other versions of like the interpersonal relationships. Yep, and then that's where I understand this is an animated movie verse. I'm cleaning my glasses while I'm talking. Um, and you you want to be different from the comic books. You want to be different from the other interpretations. Like originally in Teen Titans, and pretty much almost every iteration of Titans, it was always Raven and Beast Boy. Yeah. The one seri- the, the person who's always serious, who has to worry about her emotions, and then you have um, Beast Boy, who really just don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. But he can be serious when he wants to. Um, uh, but in, com- in terms of comic books, though, they were never really a couple to, like, I would say after Jeff Johns left his run on Titans, they made Raven be close to Beast Boy's age, finally. Mm, okay. Because originally in the comics, um, Beast Boy, Raven were around the age as Dick, Starfire, Beast Boy, and Cyborg. She mm-hmm. died. When she was rebirthed, she became a teenager again. Mm-hmm. Hence her not having a relationship with Beast Boy. Right. So it's I was, I was, it's comic books. Whoever's who's ever handling the damn comic gets to do their interpretation. And since yeah. we already had a whole series with Beast Boy trying to hook up with Raven, it, it only makes sense to either make Raven not be in an interpersonal relationship with anyone, or what they decided to do, put her in a relationship with, um, with Damien, which I am not a fan of. Really not. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of this <laughs> review... I'm not gonna put my own bias in the in the review standings for this um this f- feature. So that's right off the bat. What uh what makes you not not like that? I here's the thing, and this is this is one bias. I never liked the Damien. Okay. 
like you already have Tim Drake within the comic books. Why do we need a? We had here's the list of fucking Robins. Dick, Jason, Tim, um, oh fuck. She's Batgirl. Well, she was Batgirl. She's a spoiler. It's not Cassandra Sassamite. That's Wonder Girl. Barbara? Not Barbara. Barbara's Batgirl. No. Um. Oh, you. Um. What's her name? Ah, uh, not Carrie Kelly. That's Dark Knight. Yeah. No. Ah. Uh, well. She's, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm just trying to remember the name. Um. She's spoiler. She she's spoiler the comic books, and she's currently, she always been, Tim's girlfriend. Oh my fucking god! I can't believe I forgot this damn character's name. <laughs> All right. While I'm looking up this character's name, give your thoughts before we go right into the review of Teen Titans versus Justice League. Uh, well, I very much enjoyed it. I was happy to finally see a Teen Titans movie after um, the Cartoon Network run. Mm-hmm. And overall, I I felt it was more. I don't I don't mean to to maybe take this same exact words out of out of your mouth. But I felt this movie was more of a Teen Titans movie, but I was fully here for it. Okay. <laughs> more um, of a movie than a Justice League movie, but I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Okay. Stephanie Brown. Ah, yeah. Stephanie Brown. Um, then Damien. I would have preferred... I understand that Grant, and this is all Grant Morrison's doing, creating Damien. And people ask, why well, don't watch Happy Grant Morrison? All right. I have enough of Grant Morrison. I read his mm-hmm. new X-Men run. I ran Transmetropolitan. I read his Batman and Robin run. I read his he, his Green Lantern run. His, mm, his Doom Patrol run is ba- is what the show is based. It's technically based off Gerard Way's run as well, but it's also off of uh, Grant Morrison's run. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I really don't like fucking Damien. And I don't start liking Damien until we get later into these movie verse because he's barely in it by this point. <laughs> but we after I technically have the Judas contract. This is not a spoiler. If you've been following these movies, it's technically not a spoiler. He's barely in these movies. And and yeah, but then when you and then people say, like, all right, he's barely in his movies. Why are you still complaining? I'm carrying something from the comic book into these films, and it could be because I feel Stuart Allen. It's kind of like novice into voice acting. Like I really, when I when I hear Damon's voice, I don't I don't think of him, who should be, um, Damien. Like um, the kid who played Gumball, who's currently Beast Boy on Young Justice. Mm-hmm. I can hear him doing Damien. Okay. Like yes, he sounds super young, but, and he's mainly known for goofy fares, but. I wanted I want someone who has comedic a comedic background, voicing someone who is so deadpan serious, mm-hmm. who's inadvertently funny because you've thrown him in like here you've thrown him in you're throwing Damien in the group with Nightwing, Starfire, <laughs> Raven, Beast Boy, Blue Beetle. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to stand out, right? For, like, for the lack of better of the better word. Um, and then, plus, I hate in, in every fucking iteration of the comic book of Teen Titans that has Damien in it, he has to force himself to be the fucking leader. 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because it's like his personality type or whatever. It's just like he's not gonna want to be taking orders, so he's gonna automatically gonna try to take over. Yep, and then plus, this, it could be the reason why I don't like Rachel Gould or Talia because they always they have that condescending. I know I'm right and you're not attitude. So when you imbue that with a fucking kid, you assume like, oh, the Bruce Wayne side of the kid will come out. Nah, nah, it's that fucking Rachel Gould programming, and, and that and that shit sticks. I'm just gonna yeah. let y'all know right off the bat that shit sticks. Hmm. All right, it it barely, barely leaves. Now taking out my biases, um, I can see where the director went with um why having them two together, and it makes actually a narrative point. It makes very it it makes much sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's a plus. Um. Having the interpersonal relationships, like learning more about Jaime and his father, um, I would have liked to explore that more. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked to see Cyborg involved more with um, the Teen Titans. Like, yes, that probably would transition him out of the Justice League, but I would have loved more with future films. You see him bonding with the titans more than he would the justice league because mm-hmm. technically he was a college student so which means he is the young him and next next to billy batson he's one of the youngest members of the justice league technically yeah i would say billy batson's the only other younger person there yeah but he's right there he hell he is probably younger than dick grayson if you really that, sit, yeah. if, you, if you really yeah. think about it if dick was getting ready it was ready to marry um Corey, right. That means he is older than Cyborg. I, don't I think. How, I, actually, well, let me take that back. Well, think about it. How old is Batman supposed to be in this universe again? In his mid thirties. Mid thirties, and it's supposed to be what a five year difference between him and Robin. Yeah. Or Nightwing. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, put put Dick at his oldest thirty, at his youngest twenty five. He's probably older than than um, Cyborg in this. Yep. I would say by this point, Bruce has to be close to 38, which would put Dick at... 32 to 28. Yeah. Um, but the, and to preface this, because for somebody else comes at me on Twitter, yes, you could be of legal age, 18, you can get married. But mm-hmm. I'm, going, I'm, 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 I'm on comic book mind right now, people. Mm-hmm. You know how long it's going to take for, for Dick to want to settle down after being such a manho? And on top of that, he knew Corey since he was a teen. Yeah. And we see this in the, in the film. Hell, that's how she learned English, by making out with Dick. Yep. And that happened, and technically that's, like, I think it was a call, it was, it was in the comic books as well. But it was a call, technically, if you never read the comic books, then this will be a call back to Teen Titans the 2003-2002 Teen Titans. That's a callback. Because mm-hmm. how, how she met them. But then we get to see Kid Flash. That was a cool thing. Yeah, Kid Flash was really cool. But we don't know if he's dead or alive in this world. It would have been nice to see Wally. Bastards. It would have been nice to see Bumblebee. It would have been, nice been nice to see Terra. Even. And we even, I think, if I remember correctly, Red Arrow was in the group. At a certain point, yeah, I think so. In this animated feature, 
I, I didn't put everything in the plot, so I might that red the the team may not pop up. But if 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 I remember, Speedy was in the team. So if Speedy was in the team, where the fuck is Oliver? Right. Oh yeah, good point. Hmm. Where, where's Green Arrow? All right, I'm about to I'm about to rant. Mm-hmm. It's always with DC that makes me want to fucking rant. It's like it's like a relationship that I need to break up with. Seriously, I broke up with Star Wars. I need to, I broke up with Star Trek. I need to break up with DC. I probably break up with DC. You know, I literally you're breaking up with all of the franchises at this point is what I what I'm noticing. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, you know, I'm gonna break up with DC when we're done. <laughs> just, I would put it. I would not. I would not say that is in in uh, out of bounds. They abuse my wallet too much, and and. and and it's always a fucking Batman game. And then you want to make a Suicide Squad game. I don't want a fucking Suicide Squad game. All right, Warner Brothers. Bad enough. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I, I, must have, I hate J.K. Rowling now. I, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd rather play fuck, uh, a fucking Harry Potter RPG than fucking Suicide Squad or another motherfucking Batman game. I don't yep. want another motherfucking Batman game. Give me Superman. Give me Wonder Woman. Give me Robin. Give me Nightwing. Give me Batgirl. Anyone but motherfucking Batman. <laughs> Jesus! Like we've had a lot of Batman saturation for a long time. It's time to explore other franchises oh or other characters, at least. I'd rather blow my brains out than play another fucking Batman game. Oh, <laughs> kill me! Mm-hmm. All right, to the plot. After that tangent. <sighs> no, after that rant. How many minutes we're in on this episode anyway? Huh? 30 minutes? We've been doing this for 30 minutes? <laughs> I feel like you're not going to be the only one saying that when they're listening to this. Like, I've been listening to this for 30 minutes? Yes, we took us 30 minutes to get to the plot. Oh my god. Well, to be fair, we did do the trivia beforehand. Normally we don't. True. 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 But. Jesus. Alright. The Justice, so what? League, <laughs> the Justice League battles the Legion of Doom, which features Lex Luthor, Toy Master, Weather Wizard, Cheetah, and Solomon Grundy. Do you know the Solomon Grundy uh, poem? Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday. Or wait, was it Monday or Sunday? Damn. Wait, was it Monday or Sunday? Crap. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. Damn it. You failed. And we're moving I on. Failed. I just realized. <laughs> Where the wizard flees when his comrades are beaten, but becomes possessed by the shade of Trigon's minions. Robin disobeys his father's orders to get the civilians to safety, thinking he can help the Justice League fight the possessed Weather Wizard. He sets the Batwing to crash into Weather Wizard and explode, defeating him and forcing Trigon's shade to leave his body. Upset that there's no answer to his occurrence. In, the, in order for his son to learn teamwork, Batman sends Robin to join the Teen Titans. Meanwhile, Trigon Millions possess Superman, plaguing him with visions of demonic shadows and making him bang his head on a stone wall so they can release Trigon. Dun, dun, dun. And also, this, this is also um, showing that Superman is accessible to magic since that's his weakness. That's his one of one of his lesser known weaknesses. What's not often in show. You can, can you imagine a Superman movie 
where you don't have to worry about kryptonite. Superman is going against an enemy that's just magic based, and he learns like, oh, I, I'm weak against magic. Mm-hmm. Okay, magic I would honestly weapons. love that. Fair enough. Man-made weapons can't hurt me. Um, some aliens cannot hurt me, but man-made weapons of kryptonite can kill me. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be. See one. I'm not going on the, on the DC rant. Robin meets the Titans leader, squad leader, um, Starfire, who is Nightwing's girlfriend, and members Raven, Beast Boy, and Blue Beetle. But his lack of respect for the others causes the fric- causes friction. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Yeah. Blue Beetle and Robin fight until Blue Beetle's Scarab instinctively uses an energy blast to severely burn Robin. I'm not gonna lie. I was laughing my ass off here. <laughs> You're like. That's- Right. Like you're not perfect, dude. Like you talk shit, you get hit. And plus it's the scarab. So I mean like mm-hmm. Scarab is like, you know what? I'm gonna correct this little motherfucker. Booyah <laughs> Raven heals him, but during the process her empath um empathetic um powers cause both um cause them both to see into each other's memories. Robert La- Robert Robin later thinks Raven, but is curious about the entity he saw in her mind. With Raven unwilling to answer, Damien tries to look into the Titans' records but finds no useful information. Starfire tells Damien that the team isn't just for fighting crime, but also as a um, it is also a surrogate family, which is always the main so um the main thing about the Titans or Teen Titans and Young Justice by extension. They are a family. Yeah. Um, Unlike the Justice League, where they treat each other each other like um, members and have respect for one another, Teen Titans at the end of the day is a surrogate family. Yeah, but Robin, on the other hand, is a little bitch. As they all um, as as they are all lost souls in a world with no place for them, Superman finds mm-hmm. and brutally beats down Atomic Skull, alerting Wonder Woman and Batman to his possession. The latter uses kryptonite to drive Superman back. Cyborg tries to locate Superman and with a female super um a female with supernatural powers whom Trigon is searching for, he and Batman concludes that it um that if the host is damaged or let me put my glasses back on, I took it off. I have a cut on my nose. Oh my fucking god. I don't know how I did it. I I just don't know how I did that. Yeah, it's just like how do you I mean unless you smacked your face. I did not do that. Or probably my cat. Mm, my that's cat a... likes to climb up on my pillows to get into the window. Probably, uh, when I'm when I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Uh, so I probably like your face or something on accident. Yeah, trying to get leverage. I wouldn't mm. be surprised. Probably not like like it's not a deep claw like a thin like a yeah thin cut. Yeah, like a nick. Anywho. Um, Batman and Cyber conclude that if the host is damaged or overwhelmed, they can be free from it. In the meantime, in order to loosen Damien up, Starfire takes the group to a carnival where um, Raven encounters Trigon in spirit form and his demonic emissaries who want to find her so they can be together forever. No, sir. Stranger danger. <laughs> With the help of the other Titans, Raven resists and fights the emissaries until they cannot maintain their presence on the earthly plane and dissipate. Afterwards, Raven reveals that her mother was a member of a cult who married, uh, who was married off to Trigon, who took a human form at the time, and her mother fled, discovering his true nature 
and was saved by the Azeranthians. I legit had to learn Azeranthians because she does say Azeraz, Matrion, Synthos, but you know. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the binding or whatever spell that they teach her. Yep. Um, the benev- benevolent people from another dimension where Raven grew up unwittingly summoning her father and thus causing the obliteration of Azeroth and her mother, Raven was taken by him so he can um, so he can conquer Earth, but she imprisoned him inside a crystal in hell. The other Titans offered their support, but the Justice League arrived in order to take Raven away. However, before they can act, Flash, Cyborg, and Wonder Man are taken over by Trigon's shadow and turned into demons, em- demon emissaries. Batman counteracts his own possession by injecting himself with a nerve toxin, putting himself in a comatose state, and thus causing the Shade to abandon him. See? That's Batman. Like, no, bitch, you can't get me what if I can't be awake. Yeah. <laughs> it's what... Now, that's a future spoiler, because it's, it's, it's a damn good line in Justice League Dark. That's a future spoiler, and that's something I cannot tell you. All right. It, 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 it's a fucking good one. We'll, we'll be able to talk about it next week. Yep. Um, the battle between the League, um, the Titans' battle with the League without success, um, causing Raven to surrender herself just before the League and Raven use a portal to leave. Blue Beetle frees Cyborg from Trigon's control. Robin locates Raven in the middle in the Middle East, revealing he put a tracking device on each of the Titans and Cyborg and the Titans' portal to the Middle East to discover that Superman has unearthed the mystical shrine that Raven uses her powers on so that Trigon can pass through the shrine as a gate. Robin stabs Superman with the Kryptonite with Kryptonite with the Kryptonite blade to free him from Trigon's control and Superman defeats Flash and Wonder Woman which also frees them from Trigon's control as well. The Titans save Raven, but not before Trigon returns to Earth in his physical form. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Shit's about to pop off. Following Raven's plan, the Titans and Cyborg... I, I hate when it's like the Titans and Cyborg. It should be the Titans, all right? Cyborg yeah. and screw. They portal... They travel to Hell to retrieve the crystal to re-imprison her father, while the League... Which is technically only Superman, Wonder Woman, and the Flash doesn't really have the other members, which is the first time Green Lantern is not in a DC animated feature. Huh. You're talking about in these, though, obviously, right? From Flashpoint to now. Yeah, he's been in every one. Except for this one. Huh. In every iteration, there's always a Green Lantern. Either if it's Jon Stewart or Hal Jordan, it's always a Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, hell, yeah, even Flashpoint, even though Hal was in it, often Soar's corpse with his in the suit with the power battery was there. Uh, yeah, yep. So, there's always a green lantern well, until now. Well, there's always a presence of a lantern in that sector, in that sector, right? There's always supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, they try to reprison her father while the league vainly engaged Trigon. And when I say vainly, that means they was getting their ass mollywhopped. Oh, yeah. It's like, here, let me hand you this. It is your own ass. Yep. Um, they vainly engage Trigon to prevent him from reaching um, innocent civilians. Um, the Titans battle their way through hell, through hordes of demons, but an undead Rachel Ghoul turned into Trigon's servant after his death at the hands of Deathstroke. 
shatters and destroys the crystal. He tries to persuade Robin to join him and try God by killing Raven so that he may return to life. But Robin declares himself a titan. Yeah, finally, you little bitch. They battle yeah. and Robin eventually defeats, eventually, defeats <laughs> Ra's al Ghul and kills him again. Overcoming um, her inner demons uh, and inner doubts and Trigon's tele telepathy attempts to dissuade her, Raven uses her powerful magic and her tele um, telepathic link to Trigon to re-imprison him in a shard of the broken crystal. Raven and they save the day. Robin, um, I was going to say Robin. Raven. <laughs> Sorry. Raven informs the Titans that the Shar may be um, may stay in hell and be watched always in case Trigon wants again to break free. She puts herself towards as Tri um puts herself forward as Trigon's keeper, um, but ensures the Titans that her home is with them. Back at Titans Tower, the um, the group now joined by Robin, a cyborg, all lauded by the Justice League for saving Earth, and Raven as has her father Crystal in prison attached to her forehead for safekeeping, while Trigon seethes with rage over his renewed imprisonment. This right here, this should have been Cyborg's like, alright, I feel more at home with the Titans and helping Starfire and Dick. That's where he, this is like, even in Judas Contract, this mm -hmm. is where he, he should have stayed. Yeah. Like, seriously, he should have been, this should have been his like, Grad, like not graduation his like all right commencement yeah like i'm leaving the justice league and i'm going to the titans it's like hey hey like he's he, this is the most he's acted like an nfl player or like a football player ever since he like got uh all of his augmentations yeah it's like hey uh i'm i'm being traded to this other team uh you know i had a lot of time a lot of fun playing with you guys but i'm gonna go uh take my talents over to uh titan tower <laughs> Like when he was like he was with the Titans from soon as they um did, um re, um dis, um took the demons out of him from that moment for the rest of the film it was him with the Titans. Yeah, it wasn't him with the Justice League. Um. Also, Dick was taken out very quick, so he obviously he wasn't. You hear us not talking about him much in this feature film, so he was just like, "Here's Damien, I'm out." Yeah, it's like he he was he was the dude that dropped him off for the most part. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Deuces, like you. I would have been like, if I was Blue Beetle's, like, fuck you, Grayson. <laughs> you should be here watching this little motherfucker. I'm gonna kill. It's him like again. he's wearing your man. He's wearing your mantle. What the fuck? Like fuck it, I'm gonna kill him again. Like fuck it, I'm killing him again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a mid-credit scene. You see a giant boulder coming to the Titans Tower. It zooms in. It's Terra. Terra. And we get set up for the Judas contract. The who this? New contract who this? Um, the two. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the extra from the Teen Titans show, only Robin, now Nightwing, Starfire, and Cyborg are shown as adults in this film in this feature film, whereas Beast Boy and Raven are teenagers and students. So those are that's the difference between the show and this. 
Mm, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I should have said it at the start of it because it's not much of a spoiler, but... <laughs> anyway. Anyways, that was Justice League versus Teen Titans. Now, I'll go first this time. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, Right off the bat, I'm giving this a 4 out of 5. Ooh. Ooh. No. 3 out of 5. <laughs> Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. why are you flip flopping so much? Explain this. Why? Why? I was happy that Cyborg was with the Titans, and you and sitting thinking about it, and now rereading the plot, like you hope that he would quit the Justice League. He literally came back with fucking pizza. This is the, also the first time you ever see Cyborg mentioning actual food, which was like a huge part of his character for the other uh, versions of him. Yep, um, and on top of that. Um, since Billy Bat and also Shazam is not in this feature, mm-hmm. he's taking that childlike wonderment, that teenage angst, and he's bringing that with the Titans. You can tell he belongs, even within the writing there from Brian Q. Miller and Alan Burnett, you can tell he belongs more with the Titans than he does for Justice League. Mm-hmm. Hell, when we get to other feature films, you're gonna see other Justice League members. And then you're going to sit there and think, think back on this review. I think just think back watching these films. Why is he still with the Justice League when he could just be with the Titans? But then if we would, and this is also, it's not a spoiler, but if he would, and then, uh, narratively, I'm also thinking if he was with the Titans, we wouldn't get what we got later on when we, when we get to the final review. So it's like, all right, fine. Like fine, I'll deal with it for the coolness later. Um, it, oh no, that's it's, um, what's going to happen later on. It's not cool whatsoever. I'll I'll let you know. Since you have not seen Apocalypse War, it's not cool for Cyborg. Oh 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 no! It's, it's oh crazy. that's that's foreboding. Yes yes foreboding. I'll just say this: everyone here. <laughs> no, don't say don't don't even just say that. I want to know now. God damn it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to leave you with that. Um, uh, the reason was it's, it's, it's mixed feelings. It really is. I don't like Damien. I don't like the fact that it's rape. It's, but I do understand why it's the relationship between Damien and Raven. I would have liked it more, more if it was, if we didn't have Damien, if they did not really, I understand everything, everything can be 100% adapted from the comic books, but you're using the comic books to tear the narrative of this universe. Right. If they really wanted to be different, they would have never used Damien. Or like, Damien could have stayed in the fucking Himalayas. Tim, I mean, to be Tim, fair, I'm pretty sure you'd be happy with Damien just not being there in general. Oh, yeah. But I was, for Bad Blood, from a callback from Bad Blood, while Damien's in the Himalayas, you're going to have Tim Drake, who I think is superior over Damien. I'm trying to think if if in this universe, did Tim Drake ever exist no. at this point? No, right? I, I, as I literally said at the start of the review, they omitted. Yeah. Out of, um, no Black Canary. There's no Green, La- Green Arrow. There's no Tim Drake. No Jason yeah. Todd. That's what it was. There was it wasn't just Tim Drake. There was a good amount of like other heroes that are not being used in general in this continuity. Mm-hmm. Mm, a lot of missed opportunity there. Yep. So, 
I'm giving it three out of five. Um, it's still it's a solid story. Um, I forgot what comic book they used. Oh, I, I, I said it. I'm um, Trigon Reforged. <laughs> <laughs> but the Trigon storyline is an '80s night is is the '80s comic that features night um trend um Dick Grayson's transitioning and becoming Nightwing. Oh, okay. Um, it has um, Starfire in it. It has Beast Boy in it. It has um, Jericho. If I remember, Jericho was also in it, um, which is the brother, um, the son of Deathstroke. Um, and I, and if I remember correctly, Terra was in it as well. But obviously, because of this um, new universe, we can't have those characters, which means it's just an adaptation. Everything's changing. Um, but just still taking my mind off of that. And just mm-hmm. once again, repeating myself, focusing on this. Narr- there's some narratives I feel just don't work, but they think it's worked, but I don't think it works. Uh-huh. It brings it to me, it brings it down. And the fact that I never liked the cyber part of the Justice League, he should have always been a Titan. He's always, to me, he's always a Titan. Mm-hmm. And we have Teen Titans, and for the lack of better of it, Teen Titans go. Hell, even the Teen Titans go versus the Teen Titans. When they got the Titans on their world, like yeah. it was doing like the, the portal it was making fun of the portal scene. Yeah, the when they were like they're like, What is this? It had Cyborg, Raven, Nightwing, um uh, Cyborg, Raven, Nightwing, Starfire, Beast Boy. Mm-hmm. I was like, That's what the fuck I wanted. <laughs> You gonna let Teen Titans go? Take that away from me. Ah, fuck it. It's Teen Titans go. I don't know. It's fuck it. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I just, I'll, I'll just sit here and take it. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck it. But <laughs> either way, um, once again, they dicking around Dick. He's in here all for five minutes. Hell, two minutes technically. It's just I, I I really don't like their narrative overall. Mm-hmm. When we when you use the universe, when you when you think of the movie verse all in all together, that's why it gets a three out of five. This one gets a three out of five. It's not gonna. This one does not get the four. This one does not get the five out of five. I'm I sure. mean, to be fair, none of them. Well, to be fair, yeah, for you, a four out of four is a uh, four out of five is a five out of five. In this situation. Technically, we I gave Batman versus Robin a four out of five. Right. So, so we we I've been doing good because in the first two the first two reviews, um, actually first three, I gave it um I gave uh, Flashpoint a two out of five. Mm-hmm. I gave War a two out of five. I gave Son of Batman a two point five out of five. Mm-hmm. And I gave Throne of Atlantis a three out of five. Wait, okay, no. so you gave it a three out of five. I gave it a three point five out of five. What? I thought it was. I thought it was like consistent. Where like I've almost always been doing like a half a step higher than whatever you normally do. <laughs> that one you gave it a three out of five. I gave it a three point five. <laughs> wait, no, no, wait, wait. I gave it a three out of five. You gave it a three point five. There it is. Um, Bad Blood, 3.5, you gave it a 4. And this one, it's a 3. Okay. Um, 
I, um, so the narrow down why is a three um, to condense it because I was on my ramblings. I, I like to talk before I make a before I make a cohesive thought. Right. <laughs> um, the narrative, um, the the narrative is one is the reason why uh, it gets a three out of five. Um, the fact that you technically using Jeff John's comic book run for Teen Titans mm-hmm. and something from the eighties and you combine it into one. So you got something that's happening in the, within this modern comic book world and, and what happened in the eighties and you combine it into one, but mm-hmm. features characters that are not in this movie verse. Some who come later, some are not in here. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a flashback of here of young heroes, but they was not set up beforehand. Like how Damien was, Mm-hmm. Hell, technically, even Dick wasn't set up until fucking um, Son of Batman. Um, we we barely got his flat his flashback as mm-hmm. Robin and cool looking Robin suit for him. Um, but we got all these young heroes that we don't get to see anymore. We don't know if Wally is dead or alive when we see the Flash running around. Mm-hmm. Like I hate like. Like Bad Blood, not Bad Blood. When we say Batman versus Robin should have been split into two movies, I feel Teen Titans should have been split into two movies. Well, technically they would get three, but this should have been split into two movies where we get to spend as much time with Dick and Starfire as a team. Then we get to see their falling out to see how Starfire became the leader. Yeah, it would definitely put a lot more weight behind that. Then, like without that context, you kind of lose a lot, a lot of that. And I would love to see uh, see a whole movie just for that, um, and to know what happens to each hero. I would love to know that instead of having to fucking like, oh, you imagine it. I'm getting fucking tired of these DC writers and Warner Brothers writers telling us, how about you imagine that? No, fuck you. I don't even need to buy a fucking comic book to actually know that as well. Mm-hmm. It's cheap. That's like the Star Wars putting out that fucking novel where all the shit that should be in the fucking movie, but it's in a fucking novel. No, it should be in the fucking film. You can have just separated this into two films once again. That's why it's mm-hmm. a three. I'm, I, if I keep talking, I'm giving it a two. <laughs> so what you what do you give this one? I would give it a four. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't give it a 4.5, which has been my highest, highest so far, but I would put it at least as, as where I would put um, Thrones of Atlantis. Actually, a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, I, I really enjoyed, even though it's different than what the comics are, I, I did enjoy the, the differences from that. Like I, like, I don't know if I was the biggest fan of the whole um, Damien Raven thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt almost a little forced, and it's and to me, it also felt kind of like uh, well we bring we always bring up the fact that Damien's a dick <laughs> it's like like how like maybe if they use that as like a redemption for him a little bit where it's like okay like he's going to learn to be softer because of you know his his feelings and the relationship to, that he wants to have or whatever is being pushed on him with Raven um if 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 they're using that as some sort of way to like redeem his character, I'm all for that. But you didn't you I didn't get that satisfaction through this movie. Okay. But that's the thing that's that's kind of the thing that's keeping me away from like giving a four point five, which has been my highest. But other than that, as far as um, 
story, like story wise and um, whether or not it compelled me and I was interested watching the movie. I, I had a, 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 as much fun with this one as I did Thrones of Atlantis. But I did grow up with Teen Titans a little bit more closer to my age than with uh, than with anything like Justice League, so I might have that bias there a little bit. Okay. Now that we're seven movies in, mm-hmm. where would you rank? Now we're now we're in the ranking phase, people. Ooh, okay. So where? Okay, we got now we um we got Flashpoint, War, Son of Batman. Thrones of Atlantis. Night, um, I was going to say Nightwing versus Robin. Batman versus Robin. Bad Blood. And now Justice League versus Teen Titans. Where do you want to rank the DC, so far the DC animated movie verse? Where do I want to rank it? You mean like which titles are in my top rankings or yeah. that we've seen? Yep. Like what would be the number, what would be, what would be number seven? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Number seven is probably going to be, um, honestly, the first one. Flashpoint. Okay. Flashpoint. I'm going to put Flashpoint at seven. Because Flashpoint, even though it started it, it's like, to me, it was still the weakest of the films so far. Okay. For me, uh, I'm agreeing with you. Rank seven. Yeah. Um, number like my top three. I'm not. I'm trying to think of like where I'd put the rest. But top three wise, I would put three at probably Thrones of Atlantis. Okay. Two. Teen Titans. Okay. And one would be Bad Blood. Uh, okay. Okay. So far, so far, that's how I'm feeling on that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm trying to remember which one did I rate 4.5 again? But the fact that I have to remember that means it must not have been that sticking out of my mind. You, <laughs> you know gave what I mean? Batman vs. Robin a 4.5. There we go. Yeah. And it is good. It is good. I would probably put I would give it, a, it would not be my number 1. Like my my rankings are different than what I score the movies individually. For me, I'm gonna be an asshole. I'm gonna wait. <laughs> you ask me this shit and then not, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. But all right. Um, I know some of you will be. This is early, but after we're done with the DC animated movie verse, we're going to be reviewing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. <laughs> yes, very early announcement, but yes, that is the plan. That is the plan after the DC Anime Movie Verse. We're also going to re- um, review the 2000 and... I want to say four film that's technically connected with the first three Turtles films. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm going to tell you this now. Turtles in Time is going to get a hell of a low score. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll... Yeah. Tur- the third one, you mean? Yes. Yeah, the third one's pro. I, I can already tell you the third one's probably going to be the last one of those four for me. I will tell you this. I call it Turtles in Time. I don't call it Turtles 3. It's Turtles in Time. That's what I'm calling it. It's Turtles in Time. Most people's like, you know, it's Ninja Turtles 3. It's Ninja Turtles in Time, bitches. Tur- Turtles in Time. I mean, do they go through time? 
Yes. yes. They're, they're in fucking time. And I will also give Turtles 2 a low score. Hell, this is gonna, we're just going to wrap the bat, so I won't have to bitch about it throughout the review. They should have brought Judith Hogue back. Yeah. Justice for Judith Hogue. Damn it. I like you, Cheek. Was a redhead. She likes the Ninja Turtles. I mean, what the fuck? What the yeah. fuck? Fucking New Lime Cinema. I don't feel bad that y'all went out of fucking business. Y'all don't exist no more. So that right there is not going to be biased on the reviews. Well, maybe two and three. Those fireworks are telling us we need to hurry up. But. <laughs> no, fuck it. I'm going to be biased on two and three. <laughs> I mean, to me, it, like, it, it doesn't mean. Like, I know you're saying bias, but in general, like, movie-wise and plot-wise, those two were, like, the weaker ones. There was very much the weaker ones, and we'll go more into detail on those films after we're done with these. Um, the, the the last, technically the last six, if we include City of Demons, seven. Constantine, City of Demons, sorry. I like, I just, I, 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 and this is one thing I'll give this uh, movie verse. They all have subtitles. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do, huh? Like, Death of Superman. The one is Death of Superman. They don't have to put Superman the Death of Superman because Superman's already in the title. Yeah, it's like they're not going to put Superman, the Death of Superman. Yeah, so it's the Death of Superman, the Reign of the Superman. You already know what that is. I like I, That's what I liked about this animated movie verse because they, they do that. But also, we're going to review a DC short when we get to the final DC film. Ooh. Because they starting to bring those back into the, the DC is starting to bring their shorts short films back into the lexicon. Nice. So, you know what? No, scratch that. <laughs> After Apocalypse War, Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam, and the DC shorts that come that are paired with it, then the TMT. How about hmm. that? I, I I think that is more better because we can take our time with each short so we can cut up each review but those reviews will be short so yeah they, so it won't be an hour long it'll be it will be according to the time um to each short the only longer one will be the superman shazam one um this one's only long because technically teen titans versus the justice league was about hour hour and a half yeah you know, i'm only feeling this time is because we're gonna give um a little bit of update um, updates for you guys um, and to say we're going to have, we maybe by next week, we're going to have a third on these review series with us. Yes. We will be having another, another, uh, voice in the room. I say me, uh, it's not, de it's not definitive yet. <laughs> all scheduling. It's all, it's all about scheduling. Ain't it always. <laughs> but, and I know she's listening to this. You better do your homework, lady. <laughs> and with that to the next episode. Back to the Batcave. Cave. <laughs>